Coming up, it's Friday, so that means it's the TGIF episode. So in this episode, we're going to give you a little bit of history of TGIF and talk about some of our favorite shows in this episode of Diz Pop. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. We're going to have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. This pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, joined, as always, by my co-host over here, Craig Williams. No, hoy, hoy. Yes. Um, it is Friday, and that can only mean one thing if you are a 90s child like we are. And that is, it's TGIF. Um, so, yeah, before we get started, I just want to say that this is actually probably going to be the last episode of Diz Pop for a little bit of a while. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a break um, and come up with some new and um, what, can I, what I can only imagine are exciting ideas. Um, maybe reformat a little bit. Who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to take a little bit of a break. But we will return. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's not the end of Diz Pop. Uh, it's just we will be back with certain things. Obviously, movie reviews along the way. Uh, we don't know how long we will be on hiatus for. Uh, it could be, you know, it could be a month. It could be three months. It could be a week. Yeah, but, like let's say uh, it doesn't come back. back by the end of the year. We're still going to do an episode about Coco. We'll still still do an episode about Star Wars. And, you know, some other stuff in the middle, maybe, too, you know? Exactly. So just uh, kind of picking and choosing right now while we uh, take some time to come up with brand new ideas to make the shows even more interesting for you and uh, and just It's going to go it. from Golden Girls to Golden Palace. Oh, that worked out well for them. Didn't it? It did not. And no. I guess we should also just say, because, you know, neither of us are going to disappear as well, too, so... Oh yeah, none of us, none of us are the B. Arthur of the group. Yeah, we we are, we will be still here. You will see us on Universal. You will see us on everything else, just not on Dispop because it's not going to be here. Which Golden Girl do you think you are? Um, now that I've said you're not B. Arthur, I mean I'm a Blanche in the bedroom, but I'm a Rose no, in the a boardroom. Blanche, it's Blanche <laughs> in the sheets, <laughs> bro. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he's Stan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty yeah. right on the money. So. Anyway, so uh, Golden Girls was not a part of TGIF, but no. <laughs> it was actually a, a – it does have a history with Disney, so also relevant. Um, anyway, so um, you know, after our series of Nickelodeon in the 90s videos that we did that you guys seemed to like pretty – you know, you liked them. You enjoyed them. You didn't say too many hurtful things. Um, actually, I don't even know if there was a hurtful thing said, to be honest with you, but somebody did recommend, actually multiple people out there recommended that we do a TGIF episode. And I thought, you know, that's how have we not thought of this before? Because this, it does actually have a pretty interesting history with Disney. It was on ABC and, um, a lot of the shows uh, have had presence, presences, presence have, have had have there's a park presence i'm sorry i don't know how to say that you know um 
So unfortunately, we probably won't ever get to that episode about um, the best uh, uh, episodes of TV shows filmed at Disney World. But maybe who knows? Who knows what the future will bring for us? But we're going to dive right in. We're going to do a little bit of history lesson on TGIF because I had to do my research because I wasn't sure when it started or what what started it all off. It kind of just it was just a part of my life. Like it just it's just one of those memories where it's just there. You know, you can never remember. I don't remember the first time I sat down and watched it, but I do have a lot of great great um memories attached to it so um t- for those of you who don't know tgif is the thank goodness it's funny block that aired on friday nights um between 8 to 10 p.m on abc from the years 1989 until the year 2000 hmm. um disney uh, if you don't you know disney has not always owned abc they bought it in the midst of tgif they bought it during 1995 um but uh, it was one of the first attempts by a major network to brand a programming block with the goal of encouraging young view- viewers to watch the entire lineup instead of a specific episode. So, um, uh, the, unfortunately, like I said, it only lasted till 2000 because the ratings started to decline in the latter half of the 90s. It was revived for two seasons uh, in the 2003 to 2005 season, but not successfully. I'll be honest. I did not prepare for this. I thought we were talking about a uh, goofy restaurant that hangs crap on the walls and offers endless apps. You know, when you Google TGIF, the first thing that comes up is Fridays. Because <laughs> like, so, it's TGI Fridays. But I, I forget that it's TGI Fridays. I just call it Fridays. So they should just retheme that whole restaurant to be a, uh, the homage to TGIF, really. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the American dream? <laughs> just Boy Meets World. Do you want to sit in the Boy Meets World section or the Family Matters section? We have somebody in the Urkel suite right now, but um, so anyway, so ABC has always had had always had a history of um, family friendly comedies on Friday nights since the early days of TV programming, way back in the 1950s. Um, the TGIF, TGIF branding was actually created by a man named Jim Janik, Janikek, J A N I C E K. How would you say that, Janikek? I'm going to call him I'm a, Jim. I'm going to let you go with that. Jim. So who he was a writer and producer for ABC, uh, ABC before he became the programming, uh, before becoming the executive producer of TGIF. Um, so what I thought this was kind of a fun uh, piece of information is actually TGIF was inspired by the wonderful world of Disney um, because he used that as his basis. He had a lot of really good memories from his childhood with his family um, where they'd gather around and watch the wonderful world yeah. of Disney. So he wanted to create something similar. So in 1988 – uh, Jim, Jim Janikek approached the studios and talent of independently produced ABC shows. He got four um, four ABC family-oriented comedy series on board, and with the backing of the network president, one Mr. Bobathy Iger. Mm. Just Bob Iger, I think we can yeah. lie now. Robert. Uh, Robert. There's the yeah. full Bob name. I should know that. My dad's name is Bob, right? Um, and the uh, boom, the initial lineup was created. Yeah. So it's weird. I did not... I don't remember – I didn't remember where Bob Iger came from. He just was there. He just was always there, you know? Um, and I, I – I, so when I read – was reading this, I was like, oh, wow. Bob Iger had a – he – essentially this is the path that led to him becoming CEO of Disney. Yeah, I knew of his involvement with ABC and all that. I didn't realize that he was so heavily involved in one of the things that was a staple of my childhood. Well, it, you know, it just makes it kind of makes sense too now with the like 
you look back at his uh, uh, history and career of like kind of these acquisitions or how he handled these yeah. things, and you think like, well, I mean, Marvel, Star Wars, like it's just it makes sense now where where his mentality comes from, you know? Oh, I I think he also has a complete lock on uh, what our generation likes and wants, and that's yeah. that's helped him as CEO to like literally figure out what what will keep us interested in Disney is in a giant brand. Well, and I think when it's time his time to go, they need to find another person that is locked into that generational you know, I, I think they need to go that route instead of like somebody maybe older than Bob or Mr. Iger, I don't really know him, so I'm not going to call him Bob. But I mean, it is a but first a, name company. Hey, we, I worked for Disney, and when the emails came in, it said it was an email from Bob. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I wasn't familiar with his ties to ABC, like I said, so I read about it a little bit. Um, Iger joined ABC in 1974 and was named the head of ABC Entertainment in 1989. He became the president of ABC Network Television Group from January of 93 until 94. And in 1994, Iger was named president and chief operating officer of ABC's corporate parent, Capital Cities slash ABC. Um, and then Disney comes along, purchases ABC. And in 1996, the Walt Disney Company purchased Capital Cities because that's the, like I said, the parent company of ABC. And they renamed it ABC Inc., where Iger remained president until 1999. So just, I don't know, just, I thought that was just kind of cool. Like it's one of those people that's kind of always been there in the background. Yeah. But um, so the initial airing of the TGIF block um, occurred in the, actually occurred in the 1988 to 1989 season, but it didn't quite have like that full branding. But the lineup was Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this show? Um, full House. Mr. Belvedere, um, but these three shows were actually already airing on uh, Friday night. Yeah. The the one that joined them was another one called Just the Ten of Us, which was a Growing Pains spinoff. Um, oh. So See, I've never heard of this one, um, obviously. Just I, the Ten of Us? Yeah, I, I definitely knew. Um, you know, I, I didn't really watch Perfect Strangers all that much. It never really appealed to me, except then um Valky was in step by step well right? that's once he joined step by step and came in because they needed the weird character after cody left um you but, know then i had more of a per- appreciation for perfect strangers but is it the same character or is it just the no, same no, actor no it's it's just the same actor okay that's so, what i thought yeah no he it's just he he's good as an eccentric uh character and you know obviously i'm a i'm a child of full house i think Everyone is Mr. Belvedere now. I didn't. That never really showed in reruns or anything either. No, I, I've heard reference made to it in like movies. Yeah. Someone makes a callback reference, but I don't. I don't know that I've ever actually seen it. Yeah. Um, but Full House was also that 1988-1989, I believe, was its second season. Perhaps you could check that for me really quick. But um, it might have been the first. Because I think in the when TGIF originally started the eighty nine to eighty, uh, excuse me, the eighty nine to ninety season, Full House was yeah. in the second. Full season? House started in eighty seven. It started in eighty seven. It started okay. in eighty seven because um, the Olsen oh, twins the are year one too. year older than me. So yeah, that's how I kind of like correlated with. I was born the same year the show started, and they were already like, you know, right around one when the show started. And then that other Olsen sister just shot out of nowhere, Elizabeth. Um, but, uh, yeah, God, isn't that, it's just weird to me that like this year is 30 years since full house too. Like we'll have, I mean, we'll talk about that, but like, yeah, oh God, so weird. Um, 
So um, it w- so in that season, the, the 88 to 89 season, it wasn't referred to as TGIF uh, just yet. So the first branding of the night came when they decided to add um, – uh, so the first branding of a night, excuse me, not that night, um, came when they decided to add two comedy shows to the Tuesday block of shows. So originally the Tuesday block had two comedies, uh, uh, an hour-long drama, and then two hour-long dramas. Um, and so this was right around the time Roseanne had started and was a success as well. Um, and so um, the – oh, I didn't write down what Tuesday was called. I think it was called like Terrific Tuesday or something like that. Um I accidentally forgot to write it down, but um, they they anyway they had really good success with whatever they called Tuesday. I can't remember, but then they decided, well, you know what? Let's brand another day of the week, and they 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 referred to Wednesday as what a Wednesday. I don't. Um, so then the studio was like, oh well, let's do uh, let's do. How about on Friday we call it the uh, we call it the Friday Fun Club. It's terrible. Yeah, and so somebody said, that's terrible. And so by the time it actually went to air, it became, thank goodness it's funny, TGIF. So, Which is a play, obviously, on Thank God It's Friday. I, I should have said that earlier, but I assumed everybody I think, knew. yeah, I think we all <laughs> figured that out. I don't know if there's like some – I have a six-year-old fan out there who might – little Annalise, she might not know. I, I guarantee she doesn't know, but her father should be should be educating her, her on this stuff. Her father. Um, so – that branding, like I said, the the Friday Fun Club branding was retooled before the 1989-1990 season. Um, and uh, so when it started, it even uh, TJF had its own opening to the night with a little theme song, little animated mice coming out, smashing yeah. a clock. I don't know if you remember those guys. I, I looked it up on YouTube and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of I vaguely remember this. Um, I was only like three years old, so this yeah. would have been a rerun. I, re- I kind of remember the mice thing. But um, so it began uh, with John Stamos, Dave Coulier, and Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen introducing the blocks of uh, shows that you'd see that night. Um, and then the cast of other shows uh, eventually rotated out hosting uh, the night each week initially. And this kind of came from the idea with the cast of Perfect Strangers had been doing this. And so people liked these um, kind of like a little mini yeah. inner, inner, I don't know what you call them. There, there is a word for it. It's like inner, inner initials or something like that. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so the, the night proved to be a success. So by the beginning of the 1990, uh, the 1990 season, the mice were gone and the classic TGIF theme was in place, which I also had to look this up and it is extremely nineties, but oh yeah. When I played it, I I don't always remember the beginning of it because I, I was kind of tuned in like a minute or two late and I kind of missed that part. But I do remember the ending because it would always get to the very end and it'd be like, see you next week. <laughs> and it was always the saddest part of a Friday night. Yeah. Well, that and because I'm home alone watching TV. Um but, um, yeah, so the mice were gone. Um, during the most successful years of TGIF, it would be the main characters of the various shows who would host and actually stay in character, commenting on the events of the shows as they went through the evening. Sometimes all the shows would have, like, a similar theme, and, it you know, they'd talk about that, like, as they went. Um, a very, very 90s thing. Um, but uh, later on, they would start to try and promote, like, Saturday morning cartoons you can look forward to tomorrow or um, like, oh, we have this new show coming out on Saturday. Um, So uh, moving on here, though, it was actually the purchase of ABC by Disney that killed TGIF. I didn't know this, 
It was uh, this was back when Disney kind of ruined everything a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when what happened was when the purchase happened, um, Disney wanted to. Uh, so the purchase happened in '95, but everything didn't really take effect until 1997. Yeah. Um, so uh, essentially, Disney wanted to make ABC shift its attention to more adult-focused entertainment. Um, which is kind of a little ironic since currently on television, the things they are excelling at incredibly well are family-oriented comedies yet again. I mean, their Wednesday night lineup of like the Goldbergs, Modern Family, um, Speechless. What's the other one? Blackish. They is just Blackish on Wednesday it. or is that on Tuesday now? Wait, yeah, Blackish just moved to Tuesdays. It's still there with the middle for its last season. Oh, and, it's going to be so sad when that shows uh, over. They brought over... Gosh, what's the show that they brought over? I even texted you about it because I was so excited. Oh, yeah. You were, you were like, I think they finally have the perfect lineup. Because I, I, I agree with Craig that... Wednesday has almost been that return to TGIF, or you could even move over to NBC and say must see TV, um, where it it had it was so close because it had the middle Modern Family, and then um, there was like uh, they couldn't really figure out the last show. There was another show, but I can't remember what it was. But it fit really well, and it was funny. But I think it's like ended by now. Um, but then they would have like Cougar Town or they would have Happy Endings. And I'm like, put these shows together <laughs> because they're all about families and it's funny. Um, but, but anyway, so, um, the final night of programming for TGI Housewife. That's it. Oh yeah. American Housewife. Yeah. Cause I do really like that show. Housewife. Oh, and I'm so happy that's going to be on Wednesday. You're right. Yeah. So there you go. Perfect block of television. Plus I, 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 I do feel like Tuesday is getting really strong too. I mean, they'll have to find a good replacement for the middle. Um, don't you nod your head at me. Um, so the final night of programming for TGIF was May 2000, and that night consisted of two one-hour finales for shows. Can you guess those two shows, Craig? Sorry, I was not paying attention to you. The last episode of TGIF, what were the two shows that aired? And it was their, both of their finales. One was a series finale, and one was an ABC series finale. When did it end? May 2000. And I'm putting you on the spot here. I watched both of these, too, when they happen. And I, I'm sure you've seen. Uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah. And oh, You're Sabby. cheating. You are looking. <laughs> um, Sabby? Sabby. Sabby the witch. <laughs> Sabrina the teenage witch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Sabrina had been bought by another network, which actually happened to a number of the shows from the TGIF lineup. Family Matters moved to another network. Um, oh, there was another one, too, that moved. Um, but I, I can't remember. But... Um, Sabrina had been picked up by uh, the WB where it aired for another three or four years. Um, but um, so, yeah, so I'm going to list the shows that are on it. Damn. And then um, before I do that, though, I do want to say a fun little thing. When we set out to do this episode, I then uh, came across an article about um, on Deadline that Hulu now has a has the rights to a lot of these shows from TGIF and they acknowledged that and they said essentially they're creating the TGIF lineup for every day of the week so they own they'd have the rights to full house which is crazy to me since Netflix makes full house now like Fuller. How, yeah but it was like it'd be like oh we have arrested development but we don't have the first three seasons of arrested development how do you not have the show that you're currently producing i, I don't i don't understand the the Whatever, that's their business, not mine. I feel like Netflix and Warner Brothers don't have a lot of shows together. No, but, well, I mean, I don't think... You're right. I think other than, like, Friends, they don't really air a lot of 
Warner Brothers TV shows. Exactly. That's uh, sorry. So I'm just that's thinking, what I was eloquently trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put like, it better. I, like, there's no Big Bang Theory. There's no. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, Friends is kind of the biggest. Well, and that was the big deal. And that Eve was even a recent thing. That was this year, right? It started in like January. It was this year or last year? Yeah, and that was kind of like what happened with Seinfeld. And I mean, it was it was a big acquisition. It could have won anywhere. Yeah. Well, so um, so a d- deadline. Uh, deadline. Uh, Hulu has the uh, has Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, Perfect Strangers, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper, which I always enjoyed that show. Yeah, I and. Just a comment on but, that. But, um, yeah, I, I should say, don't go looking for them right now because um, every episode of these series will drop uh, on Hulu users September 29th. Yeah, I, I th- actually think this is uh, a decent a decent lineup for them to grab because uh, Full House, obviously classic. It's I feel like it used to be on Netflix I, I, way back when. I would have thought it was because they made the show. I just assumed it was yeah, there. I, again, I think it was on Netflix and something happened and they dropped it from there or it was on Hulu, but I, I can remember a time when it was streaming, but step-by-step step, family matters. You well, family we matters. Those haven't seen the light of day in a while. No family matters plays a lot on B um, uh, on what's BET. Thank you. Um, oh, I was like thanking BBC. myself I was for coming like, up with it. The BBC, is it no. big in England? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was like, what channel it BET. It, it plays on there as oh, well okay. as, uh, uh, sister sister plays on oh, there from time sister. to time not not a ton but step by step rarely ever sees the light of day at one point in time i i know this one isn't being added on but dinosaurs used to stream at one point in time because i watched the entire series I think it was on netflix it was on yeah. netflix i watched it all right before they took it off yeah. so that way i could get my last fill in boy meets world is still airing it's on mtv now uh maybe Is not really? mtv one but like mtv two uh they well they were they showing show it they were showing lot. reruns on abc family before uh, before it became freeform so i don't know if that that's still a thing like if it's still on they there because they don't were showing them really the show it on there now but it is also being shown on teen nick because sometimes oh. when i've been watching those uh the snick lineups yeah it's been boy meets world and then goes into um then it goes into to snick shows which is so odd to see the two kind of like back to back i mean it's great because it kind of like it makes sense too yeah but i i think the big winner of this that is step by step because it just it has never gotten love after it ended yeah it was in syndication for a while but never really picked up big and maybe it's just because the quality of the show isn't as good as i remember it but this, I love it used step to be one step. of my favorites. Yeah. It, it, it suffered from a couple of those, and this always happened before like 2000, like the massive shift of tone in seasons randomly. They'd be like, well, let's just get rid of that one child out of the family, and we'll never talk about him again, and we'll never bring it up. It's like in the X-Files. The, the, they... In the '90s, people were just doing reruns. Nobody was nobody was like really binge watching things again. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. you were like you could you could be borrowing somebody's recorded VHS or something like that. But in the second season of the X Files, they like refilmed the scene where Mulder's sister gets abducted. And I read an article yeah. about they were like, why did they change it? And the guy said, well, honestly, I forgot what happened in the first episode, and I didn't think anybody would remember. I, I, and I was like, what? Yeah, a lot of shows. I even sticking with the TGIF lineup, Family Matters dropped 
a sibling. <gasps> it did? It, it dropped a sibling, and then eventually... Well, the, I know the aunt the left. Aunt, yeah. yeah, she also left with her child. So, But God, they, did, the they did lose a sibling. It was... There was three three Winslow kids, um, and only Eddie and Laura oh, made yeah. it through. But there there was a third, unless I am just making something. Are you up not? In are you sure you're not completely. thinking about the aunt's kid? And no, 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 it's a little no, boy because he was he was a lot younger. So, uh, yeah, there was um, there was also sorry there well, well, was also you know what? Judy what? Winslow. Judy. Yeah. Judy. Weird. So weird. Yeah. It's, it, We'll talk more about those yeah. when we get to those shows, too, because we do love those shows. So, um, so like I said, September 29th, look for those. And that uh, date coincides with the 30th anniversary of Full House. So you can go cry right now because I'm sure you feel as old as I do. Um, so this is the lineup as they go. And let me know if I miss one. Um, okay. Uh, and they all kind of – they bounced around. Some were here just for, like, one season, not even. Some were here for, like, literally September to December and then moved to a different night. So – Craig and I had the debate where we were like, oh, Full House, that's not part of TGIF. But it it was in the beginning for yeah. the first like two seasons of TGIF, only the first official season of TGIF. But then it was like a Tuesday night show where it aired with like Blossom and something else. Um, so like I said, in that first season, it was Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere, just the 10 of us. And then, um, then after that came Family Matters, Going Places, Dinosaurs. Baby Talk, which is a spinoff of uh, Lucas Talking, Step by Step, Billy, Getting By, Camp Wilder, Where I Live, Boy Meets World, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Sister Sister, On Our Own, Muppets Tonight, mm-hmm. Aliens in the Family, I remember that show, Sabrina, uh, The Teenage Witch, Clueless, You Wish, Teen Angel, Two of a Kind, Brothers Keeper, The Hughleys, which I did not know originated on TGIF, and Odd Man Out, and then Making the Band. I remember when making the band was on TGIF because then I was like, it's not really TGIF anymore. This show doesn't yeah. fit. Like it's not. It's it was a it's a reality TV show that doesn't belong on a Friday like with these other shows. But it did give us the likes of O Town. So I'm just glad you the knew the Hughleys because I was hoping that you were going to get there and say the Hughleys, the Hughleys, the Hughleys. <laughs> it's a it's a spinoff of the Hughleys. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. So well, I mean, let's start. We just just pick our favorites. So obviously, like I don't really remember Perfect Strangers. We already said Mr. Belvedere. I didn't watch the ten of us. So I think first we're going to talk about Full House. We're going to talk a little bit about Family Matters, Dinosaurs, obviously, yeah. Step by Step, um, Boy Meets World. I'd like to talk briefly about Hanging with Mr. Cooper okay. and Sister Sister. I'm sure you want to talk about the Muppets, so on. So we're going to hit some. I'm going to talk about oh, Clueless. As I can well. I can already talk about Muppets tonight. I remember when short lived for a reason. Oh, you're not great. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll start us off with Full House, Craig, because I know you love Full House. Full House, the uh, story of the Tanner family. The the matriarch passes away before the story starts. Oh my gosh, and, it's so sad. Yeah, too. I, I know it's very sad. And and Danny Tanner, From, how did she die? Do you remember? Oh, drunk was driver. Was it drunk driver? Because yeah. there's an episode where uh, DJ uh, either gets in the car or she is intoxicated and drives, and it was this whole sad where he's like. You know, this is how your mother died. No, Kimmy did it, and and DJ was really mad at Kimmy yeah. because that's how her mom yeah, died. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, but yeah, Danny Tanner forced to raise his three daughters all by himself. But wait, no, he's going to call in his 
his not stepbrother, his brother-in-law Jesse Katsopoulos. Well, originally well, not, Jesse Cochran. Yeah, I was just and then Katsopoulos, uh, as well as Joseph Gladstone. Yeah, and Joey was his uh, what his roommate from college or something like that. Childhood friend. It goes all the way back. They okay. did flashbacks to when they were by, uh, back on the playground, and I want to say even Jesse was in those flashbacks too. Like he would be there, but well, there's Jesse, a lot of well, issues. I in was continuity. just going to say because Jesse's supposed to be like Jesse when the show starts. I think is supposed to be like 21 years old or something yeah. like that, right? There, there's a lot of continuity issues in in Full House towards the beginning, and then some random uh, bits and pieces here and there. But you can't let that distract you like changing a character's last name to eventually fit in with his greek heritage so that one day said actor john stamos could sell greek yogurt on tv <laughs> did you know that um uh, bob saget wasn't the original danny tanner yes i did know that i've watched i've watched a lot of like e entertainment channel used to do all these stupid hour-long documentaries where they tried to make 90s television seem like this pit of despair and just constant states of drama i watched i watched one or two of those about full house in my time Uh, (laughs) okay no no no. sorry i just saw something where they were saying parts of the theme song had been changed in syndication and i was like that is sacrilegious because if there's one thing about these 90s tv shows they had good theme songs and everyone knows that everywhere you look everywhere there's a heart the milkman paper boy that's right just skipping around i should have started there (laughs) but anyway yeah so um Full House just was kind of destined to always be like a popular show. It essentially just, it's one of those shows that thrived in reruns as well. Yeah, you know, and obviously Bob Saget, this uh, this launched him into new levels of fame that he didn't have before and eventually translated into him doing Full House and then Americans, America's Funniest Home Videos yeah. at the exact same time, which was also a juggernaut of laughs. Uh, John Stamos went on to be in ER and is still around to this day. And we are friends with a man who is friends with John Stamos. Who? So, uh, Donnie. Oh yeah, I forgot Donnie. he posted yeah. that he posted that photo on Instagram yeah. and I was like, oh, Donnie. You know, uh Dave Coulier went on to do uh what was that real the surreal life on VH. Oh my god, and that is the okay, so And Alanis Morset. Well, in that episode, um he inspired Jagged Little Pill. Um in that ep- uh, not that episode, that season of that show. That's the show that gave us Flavor Flav, Flavor of Love, yeah. all the like that show like gave VH1 quite a bit of stuff that specific season. And that was the season where we like moved um and so we went from like cable to a satellite dish when we went from one house to the other and I remember it got so close to the end of the show. I don't know how that show ended. And I was really invested in how Flavor Flav and um Sylvester Stallone's ex-wife Bridget Nielsen. Bridget, yeah, how Bridget and Flavor Flav ended their relationship. And also, Dave Coulier was awesome on that show. Oh, yeah. I, obviously, though, the standout of Full House, who are arguably, to this day, the most famous people to come from Full House, even though they've been out of the spotlight for years now, um, it, the Olsen twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, which uh, it rose to prominence during Full House, did terrible movies with Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> oh, 
No. I like that movie. And don't forget, Kirstie Alley is in that movie as well. She is. Uh, it Takes Two. Yeah. Is what that we're was talking my preferred about. movie over The Parent Trap. Uh, they, they did... Everything. Double Double Toil double, and Trouble. That's Come on. exactly what I was just going to say. Uh, did another show. Uh, they've just, you know, it, everyone knows who the Olsen twins are. They were just the, they were the biggest. Uh, it, it was it, it, just it, massive. Yeah, it just essentially that, it's almost hard because the later seasons I feel like got swallowed up by Jesse and um, and the Olsen twins, like by Michelle. Like it became about Jesse and Michelle and you're like, didn't, weren't there other members of this family at one time or another? Yeah, they had the best rapport with each other, though. And then they brought in the twins. Jesse and Becky had the twins because they were like, okay, people love these babies. And then let's bring in this golden retriever. Also, this house is enormous. Like, yeah. <laughs> how does Danny afford this as a single parent? And one of the funniest aspects of it is that if you think about the floor plan and see the shots, there is no way that the hallway up above the house could actually connect properly uh, with where the staircase is at in the kitchen, as well as then where the staircase is at in the the family room. Well, and then you, you, what was always so weird is every time they go down the staircase to get downstairs, it was the in the first couple of seasons, Joey lived in like the garage, right? No, no, it was no. A door. Joey lived in the nook in the family room for uh, the yeah, first Yeah, part. and then and then when and, he moved downstairs, was it a garage though? Because I thought a door, the wall opened or something like that at one point. It, well, yes. DJ tried to move into the garage at one point because she was having issues with living with um, with Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you. Uh, didn't want to be in the same room as her mm-hmm, younger mm-hmm. sister. Joey, Jesse was in the Pink Bunny room. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that. And then it's, at the end, they framed the little the piece of the wallpaper for him. Yeah, he, he was in that room, which then he left that room. When they, Becky when and him Becky got married, they built the studio above. Up in the attic. And then Joey, the recording studio downstairs. That kicked Joey out of the basement, which he was once okay. living in, because that's where they were doing their their uh, advertising. No, oh, they yeah, did their the advertising, advertising jingles. They were working down there, became a studio. Joey moved up to uh, upstairs to Jesse's old room. DJ was in another room. It that very convoluted. Yeah, because then you're like, but then because then Stephanie and Michelle. Did Stephanie and Michelle share a room until the end of yeah, the show? Yeah, then they shared a room throughout the end of the show. Okay, yeah. Yeah, now uh, um, now it's got Fuller House, which is about to start its third season as well, on the 30th anniversary as well, which is all about uh, Jesse, uh, not Jesse, um, DJ, who has become a single parent herself that has uh, Stephanie and her best friend Kimmy Gibbler move in with her and help her raise the children. So kind of that return to nostalgia there. Yeah, no, this was, this is like in terms of my family, Full House was a big one. Uh, my sister, this was her favorite of the shows, probably still is her favorite of any any of the ABC shows in the 90. And yeah, it's complete cheese. Like every every time you get to the last two minutes of the episodes, you know, oh, cue, that, the, that cue the music. Coming, dun, that music's coming. Like the slow and version the, of the it. The kneel down and the, the, Michelle, why would you do that? I Yeah, and it just, it was so formulaic, but... It was just the right amount of cheese for our age, and you know, it, it just it, classic, classic in every way, shape, and form. And it, you know, getting completely bizarre having Michelle 
uh, completely lose her memory after no, falling the last episode. I remember watching that episode, and you're like, that there was a stuffed animal that like was the thing that brought the memory back. I can't remember. The twins like went to take it from her or something. And uh, at the end of the day, though, the end all be all is it produced that show produced the house meets the mouse, which is arguably the greatest of any of the Disney Walt Disney World and ABC show crossovers. Well, Steve is the voice of Aladdin. Yeah. And Steve is in that episode. But uh, let's not talk about Full House too much longer. I know yeah. people want to talk about that episode, but we will be here forever. And maybe maybe we can someday get to an episode about the the best episodes filmed. Oh, ab- absolutely. Because we have to talk uh, yeah. about how Sabrina, the whole Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, was the opening of Animal Kingdom. Was the promotion of that? You are overly obsessed with that show. I love Sabrina and Melissa Joan Hart. I'm going to get a Sabrina the Teenage Witch tattoo. It's just going to be uh, Salem. Um, Fantastic. So, Family Matters? Yeah, let's do Family Matters next. Anyway, so Full House ended in 1995 with a total of how many episodes were there? Uh, I thought I could find it 192 episodes. So. On to Family Matters, which I don't think lasted eight seasons, but... It lasted nine seasons. Oh, it lasted longer. Wow, good for them. Yeah, no, it, it lasted a long time. Uh, perhaps way longer than it should have. Um, well, I, I don't even know. It like it did the move. So, like we said, it was, um, it was being canceled um, by ABC, and I believe it was UPN that picked it up, uh, I want to say. Um... I, I, uh, no, this is uh, that CBS picked it up for season nine, CBS. which was kind of, I mean, season nine was definitely definitely a, a blip on the radar for the most part. The, the big thing about nine is, and I think, was it halfway through the season, uh, the long-running Joe Marie Payton, who played Harriet through the entire season, left the show and was replaced in just the last for, season? Yes, in the last season. I think I she just, was in like half of it. Or and just then, write the wife out. I I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I do remember that happening. Obviously, Family Matters tells the story of the, the Winslow family. Uh, they live in Chicago. And Rhino, do you want to give this uh, theme song a, a go? I know, you, uh, deep down, you wanted to just say, whatever happened to predictability, every song you sing is going to uh, end yeah, up as full house. Yeah, I know, now, now that tune's stuck in my head. I can even see the opening of Family Matters to the point now where I can't, I can't get to it. Because I used to call the show what the theme song is, not what, it's call, what it is. I, I'm not going to get to it. You're going to have to hum this one. Give me a couple bars. It was What a Wonderful World. Oh, that was the original theme song. <laughs> It, what a Wonderful World was the original it theme song. It says the show's original theme was Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. It was scrapped after the fifth episode of season one. No, it's... But it was only heard in the pilot in syndication. As a, days go as by. days go by. It's the people you love in the family. It says it was written by the s- same person that... T- yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Written by the same guy who wrote the Full House theme song, too. So. Interesting. But yeah, so the uh, Winslow family, as we already talked... Um, uh, three kids dropped Judy <laughs> at some point in there. Uh, and the the big thing about everyone knows about Family Matters of Curse, course, curse, which was kind of a, ended up being a curse on our entire lives, was the breakthrough recurring character that was 
not supposed to be a series regular, but ended up being what the series became all about, and that is one Mr. Jaleel White, a.k.a. Stephen Urkel, a.k.a. Stefan Urkel, a.k.a. <laughs> Urkelbot, and what was the Myrtle Myrtle Urkel? Myrtle Urkel. That Den- was the last one. Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> you got any cheese? <laughs> God. Uh, did you see? I mean, I I always goes back to New Girl, but when Jess, uh, the hipsters, move in next to her and she start she knocks something over and does like, did I do that? And they think it's hilarious, and like Schmidt exposes her at the end by showing them an episode of Family Matters. I don't remember that, but that, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, I I mean, yeah, obviously the big thing about this show was uh, it, it explored a lot of themes. Then the nice part was that. That Eddie and Laura, I mean, they weren't young per se when the show started, but Eddie, I believe, was already, he started as like a teenager. So he, he, he aged very quickly on into the series. So Family Matters covered a lot more, I would say, a lot more controversial subjects throughout yeah. its time whereas full house because the girls were so young i don't feel like they ever were it was a little softer yeah Yeah. it it was a lot softer but you know it then it just became a complete joke because of urkel and urkel's obsession obsession with laura obsession slash fascination with laura and what what a goofy show but i mean i just i read this i read this fact that it was so so urkel didn't debut in the episodes until the 12th episode of the first season and he was in every episode after that but they for the reruns because they knew people loved urkel they reshot cold openings that featured urkel and added them in um starting with episode four rachel's first date Hmm. that's they did it in episode four seven eight and ten that's kind of crazy that that imagine being the people on that show and being like oh great cool it's all about this character now awesome no and i i could understand if they were upset but at the same time they were all working so why not just ride the wave Continue being working, even though you're being. Did Carl up Winslow by... pass away in real life? Didn't he pass away recently? No, no, he's still alive. Um, you're thinking about uh, the dad from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, um, Uncle Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Re- that's Reginald Vell Johnson is still alive and from Die Hard. Fame. Die Hard. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, that's my favorite part of Die Hard too. Di- Wait, is he in both? Yes, he is in both. Okay, because uh, I get I get the two like kind of jumbled together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a big fan. I love Family Matters. Like I, I, I mean, I do feel like it's going to be one of those shows I'll revisit and be like, ah, the Urkel. Like you know, it was just it. It was. It's going to be one of those shows where you. It's going to be hard to watch the first part of it because it's not what it is later. You know what I mean? You can't get into it as quickly. As far as a sitcom though, a '90s ABC sitcom, I actually really appreciate Family Matters. Now I feel like it was a little bit more realistic. Um, mm-hmm. than than something like Full House was. Full House, just the premise of it is bonkers. This at least was grounded in a little bit more reality, but yeah, Family Matters, a great show. Um, well, yeah. Did he? Uh, do we want to spoil it? Did he, did Urkel and Laura get together? You're just gonna have to watch when it's on Hulu. Oh, I'm gonna have to because I was invested in that. And then the bummer was is he invented that machine that split Urkel and Stefan. They became two separate people, and I was like, 
Laura just couldn't love the nerd. Well, because Shallow. Laura loved Stefan, and then I forget the name of her character, but Urkel's girlfriend, who did pass away oh, in no. real life. Yeah, and then, girl, she only talked with, like, a squeaky mouse voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I can't remember. I won't remember. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Okay, next one. What do we want to talk about next? Uh, is dinosaurs next? Oh, heck yes, it is. I it was Myra. Dinosaurs. Myra, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sad. Um, so dinosaurs was actually kind of a short-lived show, too, I believe. it. Maybe only four seasons? Yes, it was very... Uh, three? I, I it, Okay, four seasons, 65 four. episodes, okay. yeah. Um, but it was the, um, it was on ABC from 91 until 94, and the show was about a family of dinosaurs, uh, that were, like, you know, they were live, it was live action, so they were, like, puppet, they weren't puppets, they were, like, people in suits, right? Um, they are a creation of Jim Jim Henson, Henson? Mm -hmm. uh, they, they were made with their, so technically, yes, they are, they are puppets, I believe, the characters were inside the suits, but then... The, the face gestures and everything else was that, well, that was runoff servos and remote control and oh. that style of animation. Um, so dinosaurs set in 60,003 BC and Pangea. Um, the show uh, centers on the Sinclair family, Earl, the father, Fran, um, the mother, Earl's wife, and then the children, Robbie, Charlene, and baby Sinclair, which yep. we all know. Um, and then uh, let's not forget about the mother, too, because the mother was like my favorite. <laughs> not the mama. Ethel. Um, but yeah, everybody, another one of those shows where everybody loved the one-liners from the 90s shows. I'm the baby, gotta love me. Uh, do you remember his song? I'm the baby, gotta love me. Oh, yeah. It was. I remember that being a big deal when they debuted the music video. Um, uh but yeah, there was I've if you don't if you're like on Tumblr or you're very familiar with memes, there is a dinosaur. There's an episode of dinosaurs where they're in a courtroom and the it's a brontosaurus and she's so she's, you know, long neck, so she's only got the collar, the little collar on and a little like tie or something. And the episode is about like the lawyer's like what were you wearing? And it cuts back to the dinosaur and the dinosaur only has the collar on and you're like Ugh. Like it's a weird like societal comment on a show about puppet dinosaurs and stuff like that. But do you remember the end of the show too? The end wasn't it? Was it's like it the end of the world? Of yeah, them? yeah. Um, which is always which is I remember seeing it like um, it's called, uh, the series finale. Of dinosaurs titled "Changing Nature" depicts the irresponsible actions of the dinosaurs toward their environment and the ensuing ice age, which yeah. leads to their demise. Um, it it's just it's it's it was very scary episode. Like yeah. it was not funny, and it was very dramatic. I remember being like, "I am afraid." Yeah, I I think I think dinosaur is one of the dinosaurs is one of those shows that a lot of people do have fond memories of watching it especially remembering all the characters as is being just these giant real dinosaurs walking around but it, it was it's a so-so show um i i love it because i love basically everything that henson does i i think how it all operates is just pure brilliance but it's 
you know, it's one of those things. I think if people would watch it back now, I think that's part of the reason why maybe it isn't more often asked for for streaming services because overall, it it, it had a good run for four seasons. I'm surprised it made it as long as it did. Yeah, and this is one that I definitely want to re. I, I I've watched like episodes here and there again, so it's one I want to go all the way through. Like I want to appreciate what went into the making of this show and yeah. and. Honestly, like I want, I don't want to just like watch the last episode. I want to get up to the last episode. But essentially, Earl causes the end of the world yeah. um, by destroying all plant life by accident because it's just this whole thing, and it it's kind of like it's kind of a. I mean, it's it's cool that there's an end to the show, but it's also kind of a bummer. <laughs> like it makes me sad. Um, but you know, this was one of those shows I definitely remember from my childhood. But um, what would you like to do next? Oh, uh, well, we are coming up now. Do we kind of have... Let's go step-by-step uh, step now. Okay. And you're you're a big, big fan of this one. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, basically, uh, a modern-day... Well, Give me the theme song. Give me the theme song. Step-by-step, day-by-day. Fresh start over, a different hand to play. The people we love. This one starts Patrick Duffy, Suzanne Summers. Make it better. The second time around. Remember the opening too? They were all at the uh, the uh, the fair or something. Yeah, and so then they're they, all like riding the rides. They end it by riding uh, what's the the roller coaster that was at the Six Flags and or I think it was the Six Flags in California. I don't remember though. But yeah, a classic classic opening. Patrick Duffy. This, Go. <laughs> this was like a. Um, it feels like this show was like trying to be a modern Brady Bunch because it's like two single parents, That's, each three kids. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say, oh, okay. uh, except I was stopping myself to say modern because, well, a 90s version yeah. of the Brady Bunch. Uh, each one came with a different dynamic. Uh, uh, Carol, played by everyone's favorite, Suzanne Summers. Uh, she brought she brought two girls and a boy to the mix. Mm-hmm. And Dana, Mark, and and uh, what's her name? Uh Karen. Karen and then Frank Patrick Duffy brought brought two boys and who by the a way girl. does not age because Patrick Duffy right now looks exactly like Patrick Duffy looked like on Step by Step because oh. he was on uh, what was the remake of that show that was on TNT about the oil fam- the family was, with the oil yeah. yeah and he just like I was like you have an age today this no. is scary no, he's a he's a very handsome man you know he he brought along uh, J T Al and. And Brendan, and then kind of their Alice, their goofy person that just is there, technically on the Lambert side of things, though, of course, was Cody, who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everyone knows the story of Cody getting written out of the show after his domestic violence on his, his wife. But uh, then after that, you know, they, they were able to, to start bringing in other characters to, to fill the gap, so... Uh, Jason Marston, so I, that we yeah. know from Boy Meets World as well as Full House and the voice of Max, and you know he's still working to this day. the The voice of the voice of Goofy or not Goofy Max, yeah, and uh, just Max. does does everything. And so they brought him in to help out. They brought in Flash for one season, who had a big important part in the Disney World episode, but we'll talk about that again later. And uh, as we I don't talked, remember Flash. Oh. 
he was like this kid that was basically on speed, always bouncing oh, around yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I do remember him now. So yeah. their Disney World episode is they all go to Disney World, and he wants to do everything. He wants to ride every ride and take away the record from the Russians. <laughs> which is stupid. <laughs> okay. But uh and then of course they also bring in uh they bring in Bronson uh mm-hmm. as Jean-Luc Reparo. A hairdresser. So you have that. And yeah. But he was so, he was a short-lived one. Yeah, no, he he was short-lived. A lot of the, a lot of the people who popped in were just for for a very short period of time just just to help fill the gaps after after Cody left, but overall it, Again, this was one of those ones where, because they had such a wide range of characters in it, all different ages, uh, different issues, Al was a tomboy for most of it, and then she had to make that transition into being like, well, mm-hmm. I'm a really I'm a really good-looking teenage girl now, after being a tomboy for all these years. Kind of went through that. JT, always stupid. Dana trying to jt was so stupid jt was dana had issues where she's the smartest one but then finding out that cody is also just as smart if not smarter than not cody her. oh yeah no they got into the same college and that was the, that was cody an issue. in the van yes cody in the van what about mark i thought mark was a smart because don't you remember the episode where mark had the laptop and he wouldn't yes. stop working and um, it ran out of memory mark mark is your stereotypical nerd but dana was like mark from beethoven's fame yes exactly dana was always um i i I guess the best way to characterize her is like uh like cat from 10 things i hate about you i was gonna say very smart very feminist yeah yeah do you remember the movie don't tell mom the babysitter's dead yes okay so the um oh my gosh kelly from family uh, from married with children from Anchorman, what? Christine? Uh, no, not no, no, Christine. No. Uh, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, I know though. This is the worst. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Um, she reminds me of her. Yeah, like it's like that stereotypical, like the '90s kind of hard ass character. Yeah, just blonde and crazy. And then, uh, of course, when Brendan was eventually written out of the series, Brendan so. was the little one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but overall, I. I love this show. It was Christina Applegate. That was the Thank worst you. flip. Ugh, oh God, sorry. But you know, I I think this show had a ton of humor. It was always funny, kind of like, kind of like Full House. It, it knew when to hit on the right moments with an, an emotional moment here and there. But mm-hmm. overall, this series was just way more lighthearted. Throughout. Well, it, the this is another one of those series that the last season jumped ship to CBS as well. Another one of those like rescued shows back in the day. Um, I also felt like the Lambert's um, living room looked exactly like the Winslow's living room, but a different color scheme. Everybody had, you walk in the front door, and immediately behind the door, you can go upstairs that go up and over, and there was always a nook, like, where where you said that Uncle Joey lived. Yeah. And so there was a couch, and then there was the door into the kitchen. Yeah. So think about it. Think about the setup. Everyone's house, full house, family matters. And step by step were like the same set. Step by step spent a lot of time in the kitchen because it was it was like a a place. It, it was a central place because well, everyone always gathers the, in the Cody kitchen. Cody was in the van in the back too. He and... was in the back in the van. It led right into the living room. There was a there was you could go upstairs that way. You could go out to the garage where Carol eventually had her uh, had her haircutting business mm-hmm, out mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. So it was it was just a central thing. But I I love step by step. 
again, of all the ones coming to Hulu, this is the one that most excites me. I, I, I can't wait for it. Yes. Well, next, let's talk about one of, I think, many out there's staple and one of the best of a childhood, Boy Meets World. Yeah. Um, a show also that went through many changes along the way, but never, like, not... Not in the same way. It was always like good change. You know what I mean? It was like uh, we we we. Who was the teacher that randomly disappeared? Mister Mister Turner. Mister Turner. Um, and then Minkus also randomly disappeared. Every now and then somebody would just kind of disappear. Yeah, but, but like Minkus came back at graduation. I do love that. Uh, I do love that. Episode. Him and Topanga had to fight over who was going to be the the valedictorian. They both had the exact same GPA with uh, with all the same amount of A's throughout their their life. But yeah, Boy Meets World centers around Corey Matthews and and his family, uh, the, the Matthews, with uh, his best friend Sean, his love interest since the time that they met on the playground together, Topanga. And... That's revisionist, though, because I feel like in the beginning he's not in love with her, but then they kind of oh, like no, added no. in that they were always in love. Exactly. No, they, they that, w- that is one of those changes that they made. Uh, he is completely repulsed by her in the first season because she's the weird girl her parents are basically hippies if i remember correctly in one episode her her dad is played by peter tork from the monkeys they're never they were never the same people again because i think michael mckean is her father in an episode too yeah he yes he is i think that might be the episode where they moved to Pittsburgh, or they're getting a divorce, one of them. But yeah, like the monkeys pop up at one <laughs> point in time and and do a performance on the show because why why wouldn't they? Uh, but you know, th- this show just it's, another juggernaut for people our age. And Ben Savage, the younger brother of one uh, Freddie, Fred, yes, who does who does still get quite a bit of work these days directing TV episodes yeah. and well, being on he's shows on too. Friends from college now. On Netflix. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Okay, because he was just in that show that I don't think got picked up with Rob Lowe too. It, it like made it through. It a whole made it season, through a season. Yeah, it was a good show. He directed a lot of episodes of Happy Endings oh, and yeah. New Girl, and they they were very very funny episodes. Yeah, no, he's he does always funny. Sunny too. So he's he's definitely a prolific. He's prolific behind the scenes and in front my, of the camera. My new, uh, one of my favorite Happy Endings <laughs> jokes though is the. Where he just was like watching the movie in a flashback with uh, like Penny or something like that, and he's like. They're watching um, uh, uh, Bride. Uh, oh, my God. The Bride movie. What's Princess the Bride, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. And he's just like, you know, in this scene, the director wanted uh, me to do do the take a little bit different. But I was like, hey, if you want to, you, when you get a, you want something about like, you want a savage, a Fred savage. Yeah. I'm like, huh. But no. I, I miss Ben. I wish Ben. But, um, you know, this, oh. this spawned the sequel series, Girl Meets World, where we got Corey and Topanga. Um, uh, and it was about uh, their daughter, Riley. Exactly. Um, and that is actually has just ended this year as well, um, earlier this year. That was on for a couple of seasons too. But the original Boy Meets World ran for seven seasons, 158 episodes. Season one was middle school, and then two through five was high school, and then season six through seven was college. And those are the seasons where um, the Lawrence brother um, – which Lawrence is Matthew. it? Matthew. Matthew was added, who I enjoyed on the show quite a bit. And then we also got Angela um, yeah. later in that season, too. See, this, this to me is where the show... <gasps> no! No, technically, there are some good episodes. Like, when they do the... Uh, they do an episode where they parody um, horror movies and Scream in particular. But then they get, um, they get Jennifer Love Hewitt. To come in and actually, oh, awesome! Be be a part of it as well too, even though she was in uh, 
I know what you did last yeah. summer. But like, so there were some there were some standout episodes in there. But you know, college changed things. Corey and Topanga get married, learn what it's like to struggle with money and being a newlywed couple. Yeah. It it really started to go downhill. I mean, the well, high school years are the best because it. I feel like it was an accurate. It, not an, a complete accurate, but it, it did capture a lot of what it did feel like to be an adolescent growing up and going. Isn't Adam Scott the bully in the high school years too? A- Adam Scott was for a portion of it, but then there was that other it, kid that is the bully in every night. Yeah, show. and uh, you know, so that the bullies kind of changed up, but uh, you had you had Frankie and Joey, the other two bullies That's that were the lackeys. And, and one of them was um, the uh, the drummer from Rilo Kylie, the skinny little one with the high-pitched voice. Yeah, and the other, the I feel terrible, I can't remember his name, but he ended up being in Remember the Titans, the, the, the bigger, bigger one. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, he was on, I think he was on maybe ER. My name is Earl. Oh, he my name is Earl. He lost that was it. a lot yeah. of weight and continued to do that. But, you know, the, the show was so good because I feel like Ben Savage's character stayed very consistent through the entire series, but yet it was the characters that changed for the better around him. Like, his parents got more understanding, uh, a lot sweeter compassionate but also could still like really stand up um sean always had issues throughout his entire run but oh, that God. was but who that was did the not good balance right or strong yeah but and then the standout part of the show in my opinion and a lot of people's is uh will Friedel, who oh played yeah eric, eric matthews. matthews who basically did a homer simpson where he goes from kind of like you know he's lovable but kind of has a head on his shoulders and then by the end of the series he is just the dumbest thing alive Fine. yeah Fine. i i just love him and his obsession with mr feeney too like it's essentially once he cut his hair that's when the i i feel like the haircut was the direct uh relation to his intelligence yeah. like but, but i having... love will Friedle. will Friedle is an excellent like i i wish he he suffers from um, a phobia about being yeah. like looked at by too many people or something like that. Like, so he that's why he does a lot of voice work now, and it, he struggled. I don't know if he ended up making the appearance in Girl Meets World or not. I I honestly I gave up on that show after watching a couple episodes here. I just want to watch the ones that they're in together. That's the yeah. only ones I want to watch. But, but you know, having having William Daniels as George Feeney, the oh. goes from goes from. I think he started off as just teacher and then made it to principal and then ended up going back to being a teacher when they went to college. Just I, so they could I love the last episode when he's like, when they're moving to uh, like Philadelphia or somewhere, yeah. somewhere, and they're like, you're coming with us, right? Like, you yeah. know, you're coming with us. Like, it's really funny. Okay. Do you have a standout episode that you remember really quick? Do you want to talk about? Cause I'll tell you the one that I remember and always think about. And it made me cry so much. The one with the youngest brothers born. Josh is mm-hmm. it the, the baby's name Josh, yeah. and they make you think the baby died because it was a premature yeah. baby, and so they didn't know if it was going to make it for a while. And then the end of the episode, the parents are staring at an empty baby thing, and you're like, "Oh God, the baby died!" And I started crying uncontrolled. And then they hand them the yeah. baby, and you're like, "Oh my God, I can't! Don't you do this to me, Boy Meets World?" Yeah, I I couldn't honestly pick out one. This is actually this is I think the only TV show where I own every single season. Oh, really? On I, I actually no. There's another one. Embarrassing Alf. That's <laughs> not embarrassing. I he own, doesn't love Alf. I own all of Alf uh because I even gave up on Seinfeld buying them after a oh, point in wow, time. It's okay. like, yeah, I don't I, I I it's still on TV all the time, but Boy Meets World went off, so I bought I yeah. have all seasons of that 
and I have every season of Alf. And that's that's my two that I have. So I I re- that would be like picking a child, trying to pick it because I <laughs> I love the Disney World episode because there's a little bit of crossover because Dana from Step by Steps in oh, that yeah, one. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, there's I've talked about it before. Just mentioned it. The episode where uh, after Corey and Topanga break up and and they start drinking and okay, I do on the cop car. <laughs> I remember a joke though, uh, where they're like arguing in the car and they're driving at night on the highway yeah. and he's just like, and she moves the mirror and he's like, uh, can you put the mirror back? And he, and she like shifts the mirror and he's like, oh great, now I can see if cars are headed toward my crotch. Like, <laughs> I'm just like angry Corey was always my favorite Corey. Oh, like, yeah, there's so so many good ones in there. Uh, just a great show. Well, I just want to Great talk show. about really quick. Uh, uh, so I'll go a little faster through these ones. But hanging with Mr. Cooper, I was I really enjoyed this show too. I thought this show was funny. Um, it 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 was uh, so I I don't know. It was a NBA, NBA um, like a retired NBA player who had to become a coach of a of a high school, yeah. and he lived. Uh, so Mr. Cooper, who was Mark Cooper, um, I don't. Remember the scenario though, because he had a friend Vanessa. He moves in with two women, right? And like yeah. he lives with them. And um, this was just one I really enjoyed, but it yeah. ran for a lot longer than I thought. It was on for five seasons. No, uh, hang. It was just one of those ones where um, where uh, Mark Curry was just kind of kind of a, a great comedian. Yeah, he was like that '90s comedian that it just like it felt right to to put him in with a sitcom, and it, it was an entertaining show. I. This was one of my favorites. Raven was on it. No. Yeah. She's on so much stuff. Gosh. Yeah. Um, well, that also will bring us right to Sister Sister as well, which I also really enjoyed. Gave us the Maoris. It did. Yeah, yeah. All of them. Us, the smart guy. Yeah. The youngest Tia, one. Tamara, and Taj. Yeah. Um, so this one was on for six seasons, 119 episodes. And in case you don't know the plot of this one were they how were they were they separated at birth or they were adopted separately or something like that yeah they were they were they were adopted separately yeah because jackie is or Jack lisa Hay. sorry yeah jack Hay, who i love and um but she plays lisa and this yeah. this i would watch the show any day because of her um but she's lisa who's her adoptive mother and then tamara that's tia lives with her yeah and then tamara lives with um her father ray um played by tim reed and they live in the suburbs and the other ones live in the city so what happens is um uh tia and lisa go to live with ray and uh tamara right yeah they go to live with ray and then roger i remember roger roger the neighbor that was in love with them exactly so but i think just to take a step back and like a tangent step back, I believe Taj actually got his start on Full House because he was one of Michelle's classmates. Yeah, he Teddy. was. He was a little Teddy. Yeah. But no, I loved Sister Sister. Um, you know, it was the the duo of twins on TV in the '90s was just a, a huge thing. This was this was a super funny show. Jack Hayes, absolutely hilarious. Um, it, it's just. It, it's one of those ones when I catch an episode, when I see it on TV, I'll still watch it, and it's it's still it's very entertaining. I like it a lot. Oh, they did eventually meet their father apparently, and the mother had died. And I'm just reading that really quick here, but yeah, um, yeah, it, I, it was just one of those like I think it was just the opposites, like you know, Jack Hay combined, you know, uh, well, Lee, even the Lisa twins were. Up, it was kind of like an odd couple, yeah. of twins. 
it was always fun, and I do love um, uh, T and Tamara. Like, yeah. I, I think they're they're just one of those people that you're like, I like those people. You yeah. know, didn't they have a like a reality show after that too? On like one of them did. Yeah, one of them did for sure. I don't remember if they were both in it though. Um, and well, let's uh, go on to the other one, Muppets Tonight. Talk about it, Craig. Why do you hate it? It it just it. <laughs> It wasn't it. strong. It, it was basically just a half an hour show um, trying to be like the Muppet show, but never it, it never quite fit Ooh, in that same way. It says Clifford was the host. The big, not the big red dog. Was it the robot? No, <laughs> no. no I I don't even. I I watched episodes of this. I wasn't obsessed with it at all. I didn't I didn't watch it when it ran. I didn't watch us until. Afterwards, they used to show. Um, they showed this on Disney Channel after after it was finished uh, through its original air run, and then I I caught episodes in. It just it wasn't it wasn't great. Uh, the Muppets during this point in time, you know, this is this is kind of right on the end tail of Muppet Treasure Island, right in that period, and before you started having like Muppets from Space. This oh, God, isn't yeah. this isn't a good point. For the Muppets. They were just struggling creatively on all fronts. Yep, yep. Then there was a short-lived show that I remember. I don't know why I remember this show. There were literally only eight episodes of this show called Aliens in the Family. Because it was around the time that X-Files was becoming really popular. And I was like, oh, here's a show about funny aliens. Like, um, But I don't really have any stories to tell about that. Except for I remember like we we would sleep over my dad's house on the weekend. Um, not every weekend, but sometimes. And like TGIF was my thing to yeah. get me through it. Because my dad's house was super boring and so i remember like anytime there was something new on tjf i was like oh thank god um but uh next was introduced my one of my favorites of all time sabrina the teenage witch it's all this one's all you because i have nothing positive to say about this show oh my god you don't even like the cat with the attitude you don't like salem salem saberhagen no i i dislike everything about this show it just harvey never... is the reason why my ear i have this piercing in my ear right here is because when i was younger harvey had the cuffs in his ear and i was like harvey is the coolest person ever it just never appealed to me at well, all it was on for seven seasons a total of 163 episodes and like the idiot child i was i never realized um it was actually took place in massachusetts because they 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 were in a, a suburb called Westbridge that was a fictional suburb. But, um, you know, later she went to school in Boston. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Um, but, um, well, it's it's a, it's a uh, um, Sabrina is a comic book character that originated from Archie. Um, and they turned it into a TV show. It was on ABC for four seasons. The last three seasons it was on the WB. And it was essentially a, a a teenager who learns that she has powers and is sent to uh, live with her uh, two aunts, um, Hilda and Zelda. Right. That's correct. Uh, and they. Um, uh, it's, it's just, just about her going yeah, to high it's, school. It's her in high school. She's got. She's kind of the odd girl out, and she loves Harvey, but she can't tell Harvey she loves him. And then you've got the horrible bully, um, Libby. Was Libby the bully? Libby was the bully. It, it could be. I mean, it's it's a one-note show. It literally is. It's a show about a girl dealing with herself being a teenage witch and the consequences of what happens 
I love Nick Bacay, who is the voice of Salem. And I was always like, this cat is so sassy. I love it because Salem was like an ex, he was like a criminal. He had tried to take over the world. So they banished him, they punished him by turning him into a cat and forced him to live out his lives with, uh, with the, with the aunts there and stuff like that. But I liked it. The, I liked the college years too later because then that's when Josh, um, who was played by, um, uh, Oh my God! Who was like from Hey Dude, the kid from Hey Dude? Where I was like, Oh, I love this guy because he's Josh. And um, but anyway, I can't remember his name right now. But when she goes to college and her roommate is Soleil Moonfry, you know who that is, right? Uh, she was in she was Blossom's best friend, or no, she was uh, she's Small Wonder, right? Isn't she? I I forget. I know she was in another. Later on in her life, she was on the show Becker with uh, Ted Danson. Uh, I did watch Becker quite a bit. So, too. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I really liked uh, I really liked Becker. Um, it's Punky Brewster. I'm sorry, that's, that's who it is. I, I know. You. I was like, why am I forgetting it? But thank you. She, she didn't lock herself in a refrigerator in any episode of Sabrina. I don't think, but. Um, but yeah, so um, I just I enjoyed it. You know, Harvey after they they moved over to. Um, to the WB, Harvey wasn't on the show anymore. The show on ABC ends with him figuring out she's a witch, and then um, he's just kind of, like, not there. And then he comes back eventually. And then, in the end, Sabrina, like, so I didn't see the last season very much at all, but I'm, like, going to watch the last episode, and Sabrina's about to get married to this guy that I've never seen on the show before. I thought it was going to be between Josh and Harvey, and it's not. It's this other guy. But don't worry. Harvey does. Harvey does show up, so... I'm um, sorry. Someone should have just burned her at the stake immediately. <laughs> they didn't burn witches. They hung them. Um, but I'm surprised you didn't like Paul Feig is on the show as her her like science teacher. I, there uh, is I, there is nothing. This is about is I I can't I can't even think of like the nice way to put it. It's just this sitcom was David so, Lasher was the name of Josh by the way. Sorry, th- this sitcom was so by the numbers and it had no appeal to me i never cared about it at all it just it it was one of those things if it was on i'm sure i had it on too because i i you know i could go and i could recite episodes but i never actually really enjoyed it oh that's a shame martin mole was the from uh roseanne was uh the vice principal so i was trying to get her but oh well anyway you can't you can't make everybody happy anyway it was a hit um there were i also enjoyed they were they made three made for tv movies too it was like sabrina goes to rome i forget them all but i liked the rome one but anyway i'm seeing it like uh top out in the the 40s here and how popular it was shut up um (laughs) well uh it it uh yeah i know ends on like what 146 over there um but anyway, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I own the first season, and uh, it was actually originally supposed to be an HBO TV show um, or something because there is a like a pilot, but or like it was aired on HBO. It was um, it, it airs a, as a movie length, and it stars Ryan Reynolds as Harvey. The only person that's the same as Melissa Joan Hart is Sabrina. Yeah. There's an actual cat. The aunts are two different people. I think the friend from the show plays Libby in the in the pilot or something yeah. like that. But it's interesting. If you can dig it up, I have it on DVD because I'm that type of person. Um, it's not great, but yeah, 
you know, if you don't like the show, you're probably not going to like that movie. <laughs> nope. But anyway, that's that's kind of nearing toward the end. There was also the Clueless TV show that I watched, and it was only on ABC for one season. And it only um, what happened was is it um, ABC canceled it. Um, I think it was like UPN or WB went to pick it up, and what happened? It became really popular in the reruns, and ABC stretched its contract so that the other network couldn't air it until the contract was over. So essentially ABC tried to kill the show before it could re-air and they were successful because the viewership just kept dropping, but as they should spin-off of the movie, Josh from Sabrina was also on that show playing the Paul Rudd character from the movie originally. But um, that character I believe is just like written out eventually, but you know, yeah. it, I remember it, it but I remember well. it. It was just one of those like it was sometimes on, sometimes, you know, yeah. you just caught it when you could. But that's really kind of all I remember. I mean, I remember the Hughleys, but I don't really think about them as a as a TGIF show. That yeah. show was just on randomly. No, I mean, yeah, it was a part, but TGIF was falling apart at this point. Boy Meets World was starting to get uh, less uh, less popular. That's why it started shifting around with what time it even was. Yeah. And the the TGIF block um and you know Sabrina was still big but like you said making the band eventually came in and just kind of shattered that all and then from there it, Fridays were just a mess. They tried to try to stick with the comedy but then that didn't work out had to take away sitcoms and move to America's Funniest Home Videos. And um, then it just wildly got all over the place. Back when nanny shows were big, Super Nanny at one point was on there. White Sauce was on there. You're just looking at the lineup of Friday. Every, yeah, but it's not part of TGIF. No, exactly. But that's what happened. Like, it just, the Friday night time slot fell apart. Yeah, Yeah. no, it completely lost its way. Start random stuff just, you know, every time they thought they were going to get it back, like, George Lopez and Eight Simple Rules. They thought yeah. they were going to get it back then, and then it fell apart. And the closest they've kind of come was with uh, Last Man Standing and the different shows they were putting on there. And yeah. obviously, we all know <laughs> what what happened with that now too. So that's it's just it's one of those things. It, it ABC had a great thing. Um, now they have their Wednesday night comedy, as we said, that I think is is definitely hitting its high strides right now you know there's not much more time left for modern family that's that's going to be on its way out uh in the next couple of years but while we don't have tgif anymore we still have wednesday night comedy so hey what are you gonna do i'm just reading this just so we're clear during its four-year run on abc sabrina was the highest rated series among the network's tgif lineup okay (laughs) just want to make that clear it's a crappy show. <laughs> you have some obsession with Melissa Joan Hart that I, I will never you. understand. I, it's the one woman in my life. Well, Amy Jo Johnson as well. But the just something like Clarissa, something. It's just like I grew up and she was always there. And so it was just like, and then I told you there was a girl in my church that looked like her. And I'm always like, be my friend. Um, but anyway, those are, those were our favorites. I'm sorry if we skipped over some that were your favorites. Let us know in the comments, obviously. Um, sorry we kind of rambled on for a lot. We could have talked, we could have made separate episodes about each one of those shows, honestly, especially step-by-step. Craig could have his own step-by-step podcast. Oh, and maybe I will once it's out on Hulu. Maybe I'll do an episode-by-episode in-depth discussion on step-by-step. You gotta (laughs) come up with like a really clever, clever reference to that though like mm. don't call it like Cody's van or something like that that sounds mm. and that's their yeah, pass uh so um so yeah i guess that's it let us know what you thought i was we still want to talk about these fun things and all that stuff you know let let craig know how much you love sabrina too 
You'll love to hear it. <laughs> There's a really funny, a uh, uh, funny, funny or die skit with Melissa Joan Hart where she's reuniting with Salem and they're having dinner, uh, having lunch, and she's essentially lost her mind. Oh, good. I'll go vote die on that one. <laughs> it ends with the kid running up with a wand and being like, um, Wingardian Leviosa. And she grabs a cup and goes, cup, and throws it at the kid's head and it hits him in the head. And it just makes me laugh. But anyway, that'll do it. I, we've talked long enough. Uh, thank you, Craig, for having this discussion. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for listening for as long as you have, watching, all that fun stuff. And uh, we shall return at some point in the future. But that'll do it for now for Diz Pop. Diz Pop.